I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time, Brother Munn, speaking our program here called The Mariner's Call. Uh, this old commercial fisherman spent most of his lost life out in the Gulf of Mexico having the opportunity to be with you. God bless you for just being there. In the book of Psalms, Psalm 107 at this time, we've been looking at verse 23 through verse 30 here, or really through verse 31, 23 through 31, Psalm chapter 107, one of my favorite verses of scripture found in the entire word of God, especially in the Old Testament. You said, Brother Mon, you said they're all favorites. Well, I know that, but this is the favorite of the favorite. We're going to talk about the men who go down to the sea in ships, Psalm chapter 107. Hey, if you ever like to correspond with us, we're on the World Wide Web. If you have access to a computer, it's just that F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us. And you can kind of scroll around, look at some things you'd like to look at. Stay away from that picture. And uh, that picture will provoke some bad things. You said, what? It may provoke some sickness. <laughs> but thank you for being interested in our program. Thank you for being my friend. Those of you that write to us as far as letters. By the way, I like receiving letters. If you call the station, they'll give you an address whereby you can write to us. Sometimes the station will actually give you an address whereby you can correspond with us. We leave about a minute or so at the end of our program for them to do that. Some will give you that address. So if you get a pencil and piece of paper at the end of the program, it goes by so fast, you can write to Fisher Munn. I would love to hear from you. Psalm chapter 107, they that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Wow. A lot of times we read across verses and we just say, well, that's good. But what was said? All right, now they that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters. Now, who, who is this? Of course, this speaks of the mariner. He makes his living on or in the sea. It says his business is in great waters. In other words, his business comes from the sea. Now, who is that? Can you tell me some? Can you think of some people who go down to the sea in ships? Well, we know, we know like here in the U.S., we think about our military. We think about the Navy. And those who protect our coast, we think about the Coast Guard. They're down. They go down to the sea in ships. Their business in great waters, uh, up and down the waters of the world, so to speak. But uh, anybody else? What about the merchant seamen? What about the men on those ships that just transverse the, the entire globe? Some of the big, monstrous, huge, we think about transport ships that even come in and out of the area that we're in. I'm close to the city of Mobile. In the city of Mobile, we have one, probably to five ships every day that come in and unload uh, their product and then load back up again and go to other countries. It wasn't too long ago before one of the ports we work in is the port of Pensacola. 
Uh, the ship loaded up with millions of tons, <laughs> tons, literally tons of chicken, frozen chicken, and then off to it areas. In fact, I think it went into the area of Russia, maybe St. Petersburg, Russia, there up toward up above Latvia. And uh, you said, oh, what? Who, who are these? These are merchant seamen. These are men who go down to the sea in ships. For me, it's the commercial fishing men. I'll be honest with you. I've done my business. My business was in the sea for years and years and years. Actually, literally had my hands in the ocean as far as the water is concerned. And uh, they're fooling with the, the, the nets and the, the trawlers there and harvesting the food of heaven. What about these men? They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters. These are some special folks, some hardworking people. What about these men? These sea the works of the Lord, they what? They see something maybe the people on the land does not see. They see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Now we know that God is the master designer. And as far as the sea is concerned, I know there's design as far as the land, but the design of the ocean is just so vast at times. In fact, I've seen some of the bodies of water in areas around the world, and it literally just bugged my eyes out of my head there. Just some places I was in a literal paradise. The men who go down to the sea in ships, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. We see the design. We see the master designer, and that is God. You know, I'd be, I'd be very foolish to believe in a theory called the theory of evolution, and look out across the sea and just think it just through millions and millions and millions of years, it just came into being from nothing. <laughs> no, I look at the sea, I see design. I look at the sea like I see my watch. I have a watch. I'm looking at my watch now on my wrist. As far as this watch is concerned, what does this watch show to me? It shows design. When I look at the sea, I see design. It shows me a great God. I'm glad that I serve a God that's the creator of everything that I see, not only on this earth, but everything that's over my head. I serve a great God. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. What does God do sometime to the mariner? Sometimes, well, let me just read it. Verse 25, for he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind which lifteth up the waves thereof. Uh-oh, it's getting rough. What does he do to the sea? He just sort of blows across the sea. What happens when it gets stormy? What's, what happens to the water? It begins to move back and forth. We think about those waves. Sometimes they get high. Verse 26, they mount up to the heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wits end. The mariner on a boat. The boat shaking back and forth. Rolling to the starboard, rolling to the port, the bow up in the air, the stern up in there, the water coming over the top of the vessel. What's happening here? They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wits' end. A lot of times the mariner, he's caught in a storm. And I tell you, you think you're at your wits' end. Sometimes it gets to the point whereby it's so rough, it just makes you sick. Have you ever heard about people being seasick? 
It has to do with your inner ear and your equilibrium, you know, and it begins to uh, take, and I can't get into this, but if you've been seasick before, and I sure hope you have not, you have experienced verse 27. You said, been there, done that, and so have I. Now, why does he cause the sea to rage at times? Why does he do this for the mariner? Verse 28 is the answer. It says, then difficulty sometimes provokes something. Trouble, the, the troubled sea, well, the sea is troubled, and we think about trouble coming in our life practically, you know. What about trouble? What does it do? Verse 28, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. You know, isn't that something? You know, a lot of times the Lord doesn't hear from his children until trouble comes. Isn't it something the majority of Christians, we don't fellowship with the Lord, and a lot of our prayer is not until times of difficulty, you know. Wouldn't it be good if the Lord heard from us when the sea was calm? Are you listening at this particular time? But it says they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. So what does sometimes difficulty provoke? It provokes us to call upon God. Remember the situation there in the book of Jonah, Jonah chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. Jonah now has boarded a ship. He's running away from God down in the bottom, and the ship heads out of harbor, and the captain is steered out of the Mediterranean. They face an old northeaster probably, and the ship's just about torn apart. And it says in verse 5 and verse 6, those old mariners there, it says, Then every man cried unto his God. Why would you do that? Because you're in trouble. <laughs> what does trouble provoke? It provokes us to call unto God. And isn't it good that God is so good to hear us in the time of trouble? And then hearing us in the time of trouble, what does he do? It says, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. We think about it in a time of difficulty. The Lord hears from some strange voice. Oh, the Lord hears some strange voices for sure, does he not? Those he doesn't usually hear from. But isn't it good that those who call, and they call out, my friend, with a heart and uh, uh, you know, thinking about the Lord, he cares for his people in a time of trouble. The Lord sometimes wants to hear from us, and he rocks the boat of adversity back and forth. Why does he do this? So we'll call unto him and ask him for help. And what does he do? He's one of the ones that can make the storm a calm. Sometime instead of calming the storm, he'll calm the child in the storm. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Either way, there's a calmness. It says he maketh the storm a calm. So if that's true, I know this, God, the master designer, the sea belongs to him. If he's able to calm the storm, oh, I tell you what, it sort of reminds me of the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 8. It reminds me of who really Jesus Christ is. Remember one time he was in the ship with a boat? Uh, well, in the ship with the men, they were in this boat out the Sea of Galilee, rocking back and forth, and he's asleep, and they call unto him, Curious thou not that we perish? And he steps to the bow of the boat and holds his hand up to the wind and to the waves, and he just says, Peace be still. And all this one that many describe as just being some good Jewish religious teacher, some good martyr, Turns out to be someone that could control the wind and the waves. Who was this Jesus? Oh, he was God visiting this planet for me. And I'm glad this one 
died for my sins. We have the mariner now. He sees the works of the Lord. God sometimes shakes the ocean to make men cry unto the Lord. He makes the storm a calm. And then he says he brings them into their desired haven. Been there and done that. Many a time I've left an ocean that was roaring and went inside maybe the lee side of an island, on the back side of an island. The wind blowing out of the south, we went on the north side of that island and throw the anchor overboard, jumped in the bunk. And my friend, really a real haven of rest. That's what Jesus gives to those who trust him. He brings them into their desired haven, ultimately God's eternal haven of rest. And what should this calmness provoke? Trouble provokes prayer. What should this calmness provoke? Verse 31, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. He brings them to a place of safety, and it should provoke praise. So I tell you what I should do. I should continually always think about this great God, my Savior, Jesus Christ, taking me off of a troubled sea, the troubled sea of sin, and I was about to drown in this sea. My friend, he made this storm of calm. He brought me in the, my desired haven, give me peace in my heart, knowing things are right with the Lord. I ought to continue to just say, praise the Lord for his goodness. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Thank God for safety. Thank God for the sea. Even though it gets stirred at times, there's trouble. Thank God for the fact that I know the one that can make the storm a calm. It's good to know the Savior. It's good to know that I, yes, anchored my soul in the haven of eternal rest. Do you know the Savior? Until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Mund saying goodbye.